All right, welcome those of you who are watching us live and those of you who are listening on the audio side on the podcast uh, as well. Back again, two days in a row, Peter Allen, a.k.a. Butch Husky on Twitter. What's going on, my friend? You got me to come on a podcast two days in a row. It's like a <laughs> new record, actually. Uh, but uh, no, I'm feeling fabulous, um, as any Giants fan should be right now, at least. A very good start, it looks like, to the postseason um, with a, an absolute web gem, if, if you'll allow me to drop a little copyright infringement on top of your show. There you go. Web gem, huh? Oh, what is, absolutely. What is this, ESPN, the deuce? Right. Boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> uh, okay, so, you know, we're going to, quickly play the intro and then we're going to just get into it because we're going to do you know these these are these gamers are going to be a little bit shorter than a normal show so we want to get into this so let's get to the intro video now Spadrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base Thompson has it throws to first it's over 27 years of waiting have come to an end the Giants have won the pennant So last show, we talked about the idea of how a newspaper writer would would write a gamer. They would have the, you know, the the lead, the the summary all sort of encapsulated and then write off of that one idea. And uh, I talk, I mentioned this to you because I wanted you to think about this on your end, because I had one even before the game started. And I was like, I feel like I'm jinxing the team because I already have this thought of if they win, what I, what I want to say. Um, but I'll let you go first and and like what's your summary sentence to to describe what what we just saw uh, earlier tonight? Well, I, I thank you, and I, I'm actually very interested in hearing what your uh, your pre-win take was because you, you <laughs> did scare the living crap out of me. I think I had some squirts when you uh, you uh, texted me, "Hey, if we win," and I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know." So, no, I, I almost good. didn't even want to text you. I was like, oh, "I got to keep this to myself." But hey, you know, with yeah. Camila Duvall coming out of the pen in the ninth, how can you possibly be worried, right? Um, so uh, yeah, but, uh, going into the series, actually, I've been doing. I walk the dog a lot, right? In at, uh, in the evening, usually with the wife but occasionally alone and the dog and i have some time to talk and i i explained to my dog the intricacies of baseball on these walks uh and i was just thinking to myself the other day you know what are some of the key factors in the postseason what are some of the key things that are gonna make the giants good in the postseason i think one is gabe kapler's managerial style i think is just absolutely suited for the postseason already but the other thing is they just got they have that perfect mix it's the young and old right they've got those the the veterans including now you know not just the core three giants but you know chris bryant is a world champion yes um you know evan longoria has played on i don't know if a world champion but definitely some serious playoff if not world series teams uh for the the rays um so they've got plenty of guys up and down the lineup i think vin lastella has been in the world series at some point uh with the cards maybe so they've got guys up and down the lineup who've been there and it i think that does count for something and you saw it tonight but you also uh, with uh you know the three guys that hit jacks all world champions right sure um so all the runs were, were were knocked in by them but then you also saw the young and like i sort of talked about with deval like the guy who just doesn't know any better right the the the, the moment is not too big for him because he's really doesn't have a lot of context for the moment and that's logan webb but i think even beyond just that vibe he just he came out and just he played like a grizzled veteran like he'd been there before you know, and he has that baby cane look so it's like almost sure. like he, he was matt kane reincarnated right he so reminds I, me of uh for Friday Night Lights fans, he reminds me of Landry Clark. Oh, very if you, nice. If, if you watch Friday Night Lights. That's a good the, reference. But think, if you think about this, to kind of 
add on to your point, you had a 24-year-old open the game and go into the eighth inning. You had a 24-year-old close the game, and yet this is the oldest team in baseball. Right. And, and your anchor, your anchors on the uh, uh, to to start and finish the game were 24-year-old guys. Pretty right. amazing. And the guy in between is a you know another grizzled you know uh, veteran, Tyler Rogers. Um, so yeah, that was my. I was thinking it during the game. I was thinking before the game, and then after the game. Once you you take a step back, um, and then also just not even on the offensive side of things with the veterans getting it done, but the that double play just. I mean, I, that's going to get replayed for quite a while. That was not. I'm not saying it was panic to Crawford to the level. <laughs> I'm not going there yet because that was the the situation and everything else, and that was just so beautiful. But that was a really really pretty double play, um, and didn't have to get replayed either. So uh, to get upheld for, for the audio only folks, you know, people who are watching live are, are sending uh, comments in. And uh, my friend Mark Nobita said Logan Webb is a bad man. He's a very bad man. Yes, he, he's uh, there's a stat that was that I saw tonight. Um, I'm going to give credit to my friend. Um, my buddy Jeremy Firestone sent me this this uh, this stat, which says. There have been three playoff outings ever from a San Francisco Giants pitcher with at least seven and two-thirds innings, zero runs, and ten strikeouts. Peter, you were at this this game. Game one, 2010 NLDS versus the Atlanta Braves, Tin Lincecum. Yep. Uh, and the fabulous. other game, Madison Bumgarner, 2014 wildcard game against Pittsburgh. So add Logan Webb's game one, 2021 NLDS versus the Los Angeles Dodgers to that list for San Francisco Giants pitchers. Like, that's a great, just w- what a fantastic company to be in, right? Oh, absolutely. And uh, another thing I had thought while walking the dog, and you can ask the dog to verify this. <laughs> uh, another thing I thought about Logan Webb was not at all the stuff or the the look or any of that. Like, he's a righty, mad, mad bum is a lefty. There's just so many things that are not this, not similar in terms of their style. But that attitude that Mad Bum had in 2010 when he was first coming up right and on the rise you know went out there jonathan sanchez had kind of farted in yes. game three and yes. madison bumgarner went out there in game four of the world series in 2010 like a just, vet. yeah mowed down that texas lineup uh set us up for to win in five and yeah just like a grizzled vet and that exactly that vibe is what i got from logan webb tonight even if like the styles are totally different right and the situations are totally different okay here here's the thing that i was thinking about earlier today as i was listening to podcasts and doing my walk to starbucks my three mile walk to starbucks oh damn so uh i was listening to a podcast i think it was starksville which is a, a jason stark and doug glanville on the athletic podcast network and they interviewed Gabe Kapler. And I was like, oh, wow, I didn't even know this. This podcast came out like three days ago. I had no idea. I was like, I want to hear what, what Gabe has to say about this series. And so Gabe's, uh, one of his foundations is this idea uh, that comes from a Jay-Z song. But I've also seen it from uh, Je- Jeff Bezos has this idea of day one. Like every day is day one, like no matter what, like, you know, you you have to have that mentality to grow and to become this big company. Jay-Z's version of this story was in a song um, in his, uh, he, he originally retired with an album called The Black Album. Didn't stay retired for very long. But there's a song on there, which is actually the last track. And it's called My First Song. And the idea behind this song 
comes from um, an interview that the Notorious B.I.G. did, who was kind of like Jay-Z's like uh, model person who he he wanted to be like in, in the rap game. And Biggie basically said, every project, you kind of have to treat it as your first project, the idea that you have this hunger, you know, you, you, you attack it, you know, you've been waiting to get on the mic. And then your second and third projects, you got to kind of have to do the same thing. You got to remember, when, you know, when you were hungry. And so Gabe Kapler's explaining this. And I thought, wow, this is uh, I've never heard the way that Gabe Kapler explained it through hip hop lyrics. And so I was like, I've, I've heard somebody before. Now, this is, is going to be a treat for you. Uh, I've heard somebody talk about this before, and it was none other than uh. Barack Obama. So Barack Obama said, there's a line in Jay-Z's My First Song that says, treat my first as my last and my last as my first and my thirst is the same as when I came. And so he said during his presidency, he kept listening to that song because even when he did become president, he still wanted the mentality of, of being hungry. You still have to continue to work hard. Being president isn't achieving the highest level of, that he wanted. He wanted to be a great president. He wanted to have eight years of presidency, right? So that's the idea behind Jay-Z's song. And so Gabe Kapler's mentality is, is this, this thing. And I thought, you know what? Who on this team has been there since the first None other than Buster Posey. He's right. the only one left, right? I mean, right. I think they have coaches who uh, was Wotus. Wotus, yeah, well, he's been yeah, yeah, all the way back to Dusty and uh, right before I think even. So Buster being there in 2010 as a rookie, we all remember he came up like I think it was Memorial Day 2010. Stayed mm -hmm. and has been there ever since. He had what you would consider my first song the year he had the his best year in, in many years and i thought wow like that's a that's such a great analogy that's such a great idea what kapler said because buster posey had to sort of figure out last year i'm i'm going to go i can't i can't do this i got these twins that you know this this weird pandemic season i'm going to take the year off and i think most giants fans were like you know what You've been or you've been here. You you you've paid your dues. You take care of your family. We're good. But I'm sure there was a small per percentage of Giants fans who were like, "Man, you know, we could if we had him. Maybe we come out of that pandemic season as uh, as the champions." Not, not Dodgers were really good last year, so not not quite sure about that. But he saves that year. He comes back. He plays his ass off this year. Fantastic year for Buster Posey. And who's the guy? who leads off this game with the big muscle shot in the, in the right field that almost goes into the water. It's Buster Posey. And I just thought, wow, you know, Gabe Kapler said all of these things and I'm kind of piecing them together the way that I want the narrative to work. But I just thought that if that is Gabe's idea, if that is his vision for how things work, that's, that's exactly how this game, you know, the, the, the game started with, with Buster hitting home run. So that was kind of like my idea for, the summary like this is the mentality and you got your one guy who's still been here who's hungry for that fourth title and it's just poetic that he's the guy who who leads off the game uh you know to, leads off the scoring in the game with the with the two run jack um but 
I, I, this game could not have gone any better than it did. The other thing I wanted to mention, which is, um, I was, I was telling Brad this a couple of weeks ago on our podcast. I was like, you know, my wife has never been with me during a playoff run. And like, I was telling her, I was like, okay, what happens during the playoffs is every year we throw on our jersey, you know, every game we throw on our jersey. So I had the jersey waiting for her when she got home uh, from work today. And uh, she has a nice Lincecum jersey. Uh, and, and it was just the idea that, wow, like we've been married now, you know, for, for over, gosh, it's a, a year and a couple months. Uh, we've been together for over two years. Congratulations. And, she, and she's never been with me during Giants baseball playoffs. So uh, I thought that was kind of cool, too, because it's her first playoffs. And, uh, you know, she didn't watch the whole game. She sat with me for half of it and was like, all right, I got to watch like Married at First Sight or whatever it was that she was watching. But, you know, this is this is kind of a new thing for me, too, because, you know, being married and now she's indoctrinated into this whole craziness of me having to sit in the same place on the couch and wearing the gamer and wearing the same hat. And now we're on a winning streak. So I got to do all these things. But, it's, you know, it's just kind of funny <laughs> to me that she now will will live through that for the first time. So yeah, that's always a, a different experience. Uh, my wife went through it. Um, we started dating actually in 2012, I guess, but it was after the series um, right. had really wrapped up. And then 2014, she got to see uh, the whole nine yards with me, um, but still a little bit from afar. We were still dating. We were living together for the most part, but you know, she, it was a little bit. Uh, there was a, a bit of a distance there, and also I was going to a lot of the games, and um, you know, and a couple few nights having to go out and work while the games were going on, which was just traumatizing. Um, so there was a little bit of distance there. 2016 was really when she got to see full bore Peter. That was uh, a bad one, though. For Butch. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and it, it turned bad. And she got to see me um, react in a very not so uh, ideal situ you know, <laughs> yeah. situation, uh, not, not, not behavior I'm very proud of. But at the same time, certainly tempered, uh, to, you know, comparative to 20. 04 or 2003 or sure, two sure. or sure. you know we'll just go all the way back 98 um, <laughs> so uh it, it was a different experience but yeah, i i definitely sympathize and i i pray for her um i <laughs> I, I know that it can be a challenge um but also i the thing is with me I've, I've been kind of lucky i've seen i she has her own obsession so i've seen her during raiders playoff oh yeah football. Oh and yeah, that, that first experience seeing the raiders in the playoffs was was a different one for me and um, and they're, they're pretty decent again this year they may be back they're not bad, um, but I'm not allowed to say that because that would jinx them. So um, I'm supposed to say they suck, um, and maybe they'll win. So we'll, we'll see what happens. So my my buddy uh, Albert, who goes by the name of Selmatic on YouTube, says, "Bless her heart." Yes, bless her heart. She, to Absolutely. me, to me, she's just good luck. Now she's you know now now she's here. She put the Linscombe jersey on. They won. That's good luck to me. I can say that for with without a doubt, my wife has. Uh, completely absorbed and understands all of the superstition. She went to um, happy hour with her friends from work tonight before the game. She said, I'll try and get back before the game starts, but if not, we'll just, I'll just, you know, I'll hang out and watch the game there. I'm like, oh, sure, you're going to hang out for four hours with your friends and watch the game. No, she did. She didn't come home. She didn't even barely texted me unless I texted her, you know, uh, and she, she did. She's, I think she's on her way home now, but uh seems like she had a good time, but I think she, 
she senses something. I, I told her there's no jinxes. There's no superstition. It's yeah, not really. It doesn't matter. Every time, you know, we can turn away. the game. We don't even have to watch the game. It's going to happen. And whatever's <laughs> going to happen happens. And it has nothing to do with us. But of course, it has everything to do with us. <laughs> Come on. Why am I wearing an orange shirt? Today, you know? <laughs> I had to go do some business. Right. But I wore my hat to the business. And there no, you one go. Seemed, no one seemed to care. I didn't get any <laughs> like, why are you wearing a hat on a business <laughs> meeting? Um, so anyway, long story short, I'm feeling you and uh, salute. True All right, so so we we have our drinks here. I wanted to show uh, at least the the the, the uh, video folks and audio folks. This is what I'm holding is is a bottle of special Giants labeled Jimmy Beam. <laughs> now I'm not necessarily a Jim Beam drinker. Like you know, if I'm gonna have something on the side, you know, with an ice cube or, or neat, I'm not gonna necessarily pour Jim Beam. But as a mixing whiskey, if you have a little diet coke or you have a little you know whatever uh, zevia kind of soda that you have <laughs> it's perfect for the moment and you know again we just won so it, it stays in the family and it'll be my uh, my mixing uh bourbon for for these drinks and for these shows and for when brad comes back so got the jimmy beam and i have a, a, a jimmy beam i got about a shot and a half mixed with uh the zevia cola but it's a it's a ginger root beer zevia cola so interesting very interesting taste to this one i like it I, i'm digging this it's it's very it's fruity it's fruit fruit but i love it i love it um so what do you got uh, i'm going totally raw because i had you were inspired me yesterday i have just a little bit of neat bullet bourbon in a in a very uh in an old mason jar glass there so you go going very gibbs from N ncis for any ncis fans out there um so cheers to you sir um i'm definitely inspired uh cheers to, to the giants bit, as well get a little bit tipsy tonight i think it'd be okay yeah um, no, and then come back stuff. with gossman tomorrow i know and then we got to come back and uh and and drink again tomorrow uh, all right so let, let's recap the game uh quickly there wasn't much to it because the scoring all came in uh in three innings for the giants uh and dodgers didn't score so they didn't ha they didn't have anything it was walker bueller against uh logan webb i walker bueller like physically, like when you look at him as as a pitcher on the mound, gosh, he reminds me body wise of Oral Hershiser. And that's not a good reminder. <laughs> I know Oral finished his career with the Giants, but I still hated him. I could not stand him on the Dodgers. And so when I see Walker Bueller, it's like Oral Hershiser had a, had a son and he has a different name and, and it, it, you know, it's Walker Bueller. So I, I already like have a little bit of disdain for Walker Bueller, even more so than just being on the Dodgers. When I see him, I think one of the announcers on the national broadcast said he had the tightest pants in major league baseball. <laughs> uh, I told my wife that she's like, is Joe Buck doing the game? I'm like, no, it's not. I think it's Viscurgeon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so uh, she, she hasn't, I don't think she's experienced that yet, but yeah, she laughed her ass off at that one. <laughs> okay. Um, so, um, so here's the game started. Uh, it was, uh, Tommy LaStella. Uh, I think he walked on, I think it was on four pitches, maybe no five, four or pitches. five. Yeah. yeah. It was like five pitches, you know, Bueller's thrown hard, but he didn't have the perfect control that he sometimes has, especially with that breaking ball. Um, and he gives up, uh, he gives up the walk and then Posey with two outs Count is 3-0 here, and I wanted to get your take on this because I was explaining to my wife at the time kind of like what the mentality is behind what you should do with 3-0 because she immediately goes like, oh, why does he not want to throw him any strikes? It was clear to her that he was, you know, pitching around him. So I explained that. But then 
I was like, you know, they could put Buster on, and then it creates a an, a, a force at second, and 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 they're fine. And then he throws him a 3-0 fastball that is like in the happy zone, and Buster just rifles this thing into the right field seats for a home run. That thing went out like a laser. And like, if you're a Dodger fan, I was trying to put myself in the shoes. I could never be in those shoes exactly, but I'm mad because I'm just like, dude, put the guy on. You know, I, I who's who's behind uh, Posey? Posey? Was it Wade? It was Wade, I think. Yeah. So Wade's behind Posey, and you know, it's just really his first opportunity. Like Buster's a vet; he's been there before. Put Buster on and, and let let's handle Wade. But no, he throws that fastball in the hit me zone, and Buster takes it out. Like if I if that was like. Like if I'm c- c- coming up with these mental notes of like, you know, maybe errors that both team are making, like that's the bullseye one in the whole game. I think for the Dodgers, well, it set up it set up a lot of the game too. I mean, Webb came out there. I was, you know, the first inning was going to be really key. I think for him, regardless, and for all of us, just to get our nerves, you know, unriled. And he came out there and just, you know, got a nice quick inning, got out of, you know, got it, got the Giants up. And Buster comes up there with two outs, by the way. Like, Lacella got that walk, drew that walk, and then, you know, uh, uh, forget now it was uh, Wilmer and... Uh, yeah, well, Brandon, Wilmer, Wilmer, Brandon Wilmer, sort of, Wilmer grounds out. Brandon uh, flew out right. And, and, and Bra- Brandon flies out, yeah, flies out on a, what I thought was kind of a hanger. Yeah, a little precursor to the home run later. Yeah, yeah. Um, just missed that one. But anyway, so Buster comes up two outs and just Buster does what he does. I think, I think they were throwing around, they were pitching around him. All, all three balls were on off the outside. And then you start to think, and even freaking Ron Darling on the TBS broadcast got something right. <laughs> a, a broken clocks right twice a day. He says, you know, Buster is, you know, he likes to go to right field and we all know this, right? Like he's yes. just got that great right field approach. Yes. Um, and sure enough, you know, I don't, I don't know if he was trying to, throw another one just off the plate right but it obviously caught way too much of the plate with the fastball and buster did what buster does right like this team is very it it suits him very well the mentality of the whole team where they wait they they just sit on a pitch they have a game plan they're going to look for that pitch if it's not there they're not going they're not swinging and he got exactly the pitch he wanted 3-0 and like uh, so many people were saying well can't believe kapler gave him the, the green light no, 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 no. No one gives Buster the green light. <laughs> Buster gives Buster the green right, light, right, right? right? So he just decided that was the pitch, and he hit it under the wind. I don't know if that's possible, but he hit it under the wind because if he hit, hit elevated that at all, it might have gone off the wall, but it probably would have been caught. Um, he just hit it on a line and got it out of there as quickly as possible. That's what Bonds used to do, only right. with, you know, from the right, from the left-handed side. So amazing. I wish it had gone in on the fly into the water um, so we could have our first right-handed splash hit uh, oppo but uh still it's just amazing and you're right it set the tone for the whole game gave Webb a two run cushion he can go out there and throw strikes and he did and they just look silly trying to hit him it was great okay so like we said Webb's masterful seven and two thirds double digit strikeouts there was a point in the game where i wondered if he was going to get a maddox and i'll explain i'm sure a lot of people know what the maddox is but um it's a you know, this term created in honor of Greg Maddox, who would throw shutouts and have less than a hundred pitches in, in doing so. Uh, and, and, you know, just for example, I think Lincecum, when he had one of his no hitters against the Padres, he had like 143 pitches or something like that. Right. right? So right. this is, this is being very efficient, Greg Maddox and Logan Webb, uh, because of that, uh, that, that eighth inning, even if he would have gotten out of that eighth inning, I don't think he would have 
been under 100, he would have probably been a little bit over. But the thought crossed my mind, like, oh, you know, he's got like 75 pitches and there's one out in the eighth inning. Like, this could happen. Didn't happen, but he, but that's how good he was. And we can even, um, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll pull up his, his line here. It's impressive. Uh, especially considering what he just did the other day, right? Including the dinger. And, you know, a much more impressive line. I don't think, you know, his line from Sunday, the runs, just ignore that. Like he, he pitched equally as good. He was equally, um, dominant at times. Uh, so that I you just look, I mean, no, if you don't walk people, you know, and you, you're not going to give up a lot of runs, period. Um, but if you can only put five runners on base in almost eight innings, you're going to you're going to do fine <laughs> more often than not. And if you strike, yeah, so, if you strike so, out 10 people, it's pretty much like, OK, you had a pretty good day. No walks. And, and he, he also didn't go to many three ball counts from what I remember. Not um, at all. And, yeah. and and the other thing is, is this was a day where he lived with change up. He uh, any anything that looked straight had some tail to it, and it had some like Dodgers hitters were going up there seeing fastball and swinging at changeups, and that was tremendous because I he he was throwing more fastballs maybe in the first time around, and then they figured something out, and it it's kind of like what we talked about yesterday, which is these teams are very similar to each other in that they a lot of their offense comes from the home run. And so there was this, there was this moment where I think it was Bellinger and look Bellinger this year is like a 165 hitter, right? He, it's not hard to get him out this year for whatever reason, but he, so first pitch change up and the announcers even said they were like, it looked like he thought he was just going to swing for the home run no matter what. Great. That's why you're hitting 165 right now. Like that, if that's your mentality, second pitch, same thing change up low and he swings out of his shoes again. And it's just like, I, I was, I was trying to think of like, you know, it, it, a lot of times I, I did not play a high level of baseball, but you still think of situations and moments where you were kind of in similar situations. And I was like, okay, like, you know, if you're just waiting, waiting, waiting fastball and you just keep getting change ups, not saying you have to look for a change up, but maybe you sort of figure out what that at bat's going to be like instead of just giving this dude two strikes on pitches that aren't strikes because you're right. so overly aggressive. And he used it to his benefit. Him and Buster and Kapler and the analytics department and the pitching staff, they saw something in the Dodgers swing because after like the third inning, I don't think he was throwing that many fastballs. If he was throwing a fastball, it was out of the strike zone. Anything that was near the plate had a spin on it, had a drop on it, and it was just masterful the way that Dodgers were swinging at pitches that they were not going to hit. And if they were going to hit, they were going to hit it very hard as shown by the four comebackers. Yeah. And, and even the one that turned into an air, right. That oh probably could have been, you know, <laughs> at, at that, at that moment, did it, did you go, Oh, oh no, well. here we go. Oh, well. yeah, right. <laughs> like the Crawford air, quote unquote, like he was just, he didn't need to throw that ball. Right. That's just the one, you know, no, no need to do that. And you can't fault Webb Cause he was, you know, he was doing, his I mean, you there. know, you know who we could fault is our favorite person to fault on defense, Wilmer which is Wilmer because yeah. for some reason he, he decided sooner, to, yeah. to throw a change up to second base. Yeah. Well, of- you know, I, 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 I give him credit for <laughs> making sure he got it there. I think that's, that was sort of what Wilmer's doing out there. He's like, yes. shit, I'm playing for belt and everyone's going to hate me if I fucking, if I fuck up. So I'm just going to, you know, make sure that I, I don't, don't do anything really egregious. Right. So, so far so good, you know, um, but 
Yeah. <laughs> that that um he he was missing barrels all night. Yeah. He I think they saw something especially in the in the wild card game everyone talked about Wainwright's curve and the Dodgers have trouble with the curve and it's it's frankly true like Wainwright was in in and out of trouble all night the other night but um they were showing the Dodgers were being way over aggressive right they had plenty of opportunities to score runs in that game and they were swinging at balls that were miles as had the strike zone um and I for whatever reason right they usually pretty disciplined from what I understand um I don't know the numbers off the top of my head but uh, it looked like they were uh getting a little over aggressive and i think webb went out there and kapler and the team and bailey told them you know planned ahead and buster go out there and let's softball these guys to death and uh it it looked like it worked right um i think will smith was really was the only guy that had decent at bats off him all night so uh ball to him and they also noticed early on that they were getting that call on the right handers on the outside corner yes. on the right hand, you know that side and, of the plate and, and if i'm if i'm bueller keep going there I, that's where i attack and he didn't do it he only did it to a couple hitters yeah and he was getting not, the calls too yeah because he was the, getting that when it was there but he didn't he wasn't he, going over there he, he was going inside didn't attack more. it like the giants attacked it yeah he was going more uh, bueller was working the inside corner to righties a little more uh, up and in which is you know a lot of the giants weaknesses like lamont wade uh yastrzemski it's the high hard hard one you know on the inside um, so he was going to the right place um, for for a few of those guys, but yeah, I was wondering why he wasn't trying to to pinch the corners uh, just like Webb was to get strikes because the ump was calling it. If he's calling it, you know, consistently, um, someone posted the whatever the fan graphs or the you know the dots right of of oh these are the called strikes and these four that are all on a line by the way were called strikes and I'm like well you know maybe they're not but they're two inches off the plate and he called that space consistently consistently so so after bueller's first inning he's pretty much matching webb he's not getting the strikeouts but uh i think after that first inning he went another five innings gave up five hits still only those two runs and then in the seventh chris bryant comes up and he puts one out and this is this is why they traded for chris bryant because Mm -hmm. of his ability to do just this Mm -hmm. i give all the credit to grant brisby uh, Grant, Bis- Grant Bisbee wrote yesterday that Chris Bryant in his lead up to the 2016 playoffs struggled all September and said, look, this is what Chris Bryant did in 2016. And then he goes and rakes in every single series of the playoffs. Right. And he's like, Giants fans, you know, this could happen again. This is why you got him. But I'm not we, saying we it's going to happen. happen. We yeah. saw it happen to right. us. <laughs> we did, we, exactly. And he's like, but you know, this is, this is what he did in 2016. So yep. five years later, he, he has a great game. What was he? Three for three. Oh yeah. Um, or, or three for four, maybe, three but for yeah, four. He, he had three hits. The first three he had, had single, single and home run puts the team up three to zero. And then we get to the, uh, the top of the eighth. And that's when Logan Webb comes out after seven to two thirds, gives up a base hit. They bring in a Tyler Rogers to get a weak ground ball to end the inning. And the Giants are up three zero. And I'm thinking at this point, I'm like, okay, is this Duvall or do we keep Rodgers in the game? Like, what's going to happen? And uh, even before the the at-bat that I'm going to describe happens, it looked like Duvall was coming in. So he mm-hmm. was warming up. So Kapler's like, look, we're bringing in the kid. And I was a little, I don't, I, I, not, not that I was worried, but I was like, okay, this is a call. This is what, this is a manager's decision here. You know, if Bochy made this call, I would go, you know what? 
Bochi's gut, I'm with it. Kapler, we're learning, you know, Kapler this 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 postseason, right? But I was like, I, yeah, he, he's 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 going to do what what he's going to do, and Duvall's warming up, and then Brandon Crawford hits a wall scraper out of the park, four zero in the bottom of the eighth, which now gives Duvall in his very first appearance as a closer. Right. A little bit of, of a cushion, right? A little bit less pressure for him with a four-run lead versus a two or a three-run lead. Yeah, it's a it's a Trey Turner grand slam away as opposed to a, you know, <laughs> a Justin Turner, you know, off the end of the bat, exactly. down the line, off the foul pole, dinger, right? Um, to tie the game at exactly. least, or, or a Mike Talkman, you know, uh, catch away, right? Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, that that was. Uh, I I actually didn't make I was making a lot of noise earlier, probably scared the dog um during the, the the early parts of the game. When that went out, I just sort of sat there and like, yep, that that just capped the night right there for me. I you know, Duvall now has his little cushion. I think they bring him out anyway, let him get the experience. You know, it's not a safe situation, but it is um against this team, right? That hit four home runs in one game the other night, or yep. one inning the other night again. Yep. So uh that was but that was a crucial moment for the MVP. Brandon Crawford to to step up. He had a couple of week at bats against Bueller after that first one, and that was just really great. I think for him, um, I didn't realize that was only his second home run in the postseason ever, other than the the Grand Slam against the Pirates. Oh yeah, and that was the one of the more most memorable home runs in playoff history for the Giants. Right, so, another one cap, capping it off. So um, yeah, they did they did exactly what they were um, built to do, right? They like we said that yesterday. You said yesterday they hit jacks, and they you know they they hunt fastballs and they pitch they pitch well and they played just good enough defense to um uh to play clean and then of course sometimes the spectacular play yeah so uh, going back to that double play you know let's do that (laughs) in high school we would kind of goof off with those kind of plays like you know you kind of practice them just because it's kind of cool sure and in practice it's really hard and these guys are are big leaguers i'm sure listella can probably flip the ball anywhere and everywhere with this glove that he he's, uh, you know, even though he, I wouldn't consider him a great defensive player. Still, he's a, he's a major league ball player. He's at a level of, of very few. And I would assume, you know, that they don't, they probably don't practice that like every day, but that's kind of a thing that, that when you're goofing off with your shortstop, you're just kind of flipping the ball. That was like such an amazing flip. But the, but the, the thing that I hope people saw is Crawford, he has to, because w- when you're playing middle infield, uh, you're, you're taught to show, right? You, you want, you want your, on the double play, you want your guy to see where your release point is right. because that's a short throw. Right. And so sometimes you can be thrown off if you don't actually see the ball. So Crawford had to not see the baseball. And so the ball's being flipped from the glove. So he doesn't see the ball. He's got to pick it up in the air and at the same time get his feet right on the base right. to 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 catch and to already have have touched second and slide and, and make throw to first. That's the underrated part of the of the play. Lestella's play was tremendous, but the hardest part of that play w- w- was Crawford catching it in rhythm and, and making that throw. Like that was yes. that was amazing. And so Amazing plays on both sides, but I, I just wanted to explain that for folks who, you know, may have thought, you know, Brandon Crawford's so good. Of course, he makes that play in his sleep, and he does, but he's so good at stuff like that that it, it is just a joy to see. It's a treat for me, especially. Yeah. Do you remember when he first came up and they had the they had some of the reels of him 
in the minors just just goofing around right like they'd hit him grounders and he would do the back flips and yeah. behind the back throws and all this <laughs> or the, the spin no look throw you know he does he did he's just that good like he yeah. knows how to do these things um and it's hard like you said it's hard enough in practice it's i can't imagine how how hard it is when your heart is racing in the middle of a playoff game at this high of a level um and he just makes it look effortless he just flows right through that everything you just described he just looks like water just flowing yeah uh, even in real time you don't even have to slow it down just the real time footage of that i think we all just sort of like i i was standing the whole game in my living room i couldn't sit down right i was sitting <laughs> standing tweeting trying to sync up my alexa <laughs> KMBR KMBR. <laughs> feed. um you know alexa pause alexa start um and uh you know, I just, I threw the phone in the air. Luckily it landed on the couch. I was like, you gotta be, you gotta be kidding yeah. me. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's just how it felt. And that's how, that's how good he is. He makes the impossible possible. Friend of this podcast, Darren Chan, who is the KMBR audio engineer. He did send out the tweet of like, Hey, if you want to sync the audio, I'm holding that one back. I'm holding it back. To where if I get so frustrated with the TBS announcers, then I'll 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 pull it. To, this wasn't a frustrating game for me. They won. Yeah, it was it was kind. Of, but there's going to be a game where the game's tight. They're going to say something dumb, and I'm going to be like, oh, I need to hear. You know, I need to hear John Miller. Or I need to hear Fleming or or whatever. So I'm going to save that one. But yeah, if you if you I think if you go to the website or you go to the KBR app, you can play the audio. And if you have a DVR on your TV, you can pause the TV and sync them up together so that you can hear the home and the, the Giants announcers with the TV broadcast. Yeah, it's it's tricky because so the radio stream is always going to be ahead of the, the video stream when you first start. Right. And unfortunately, I tried it with the KMBR app. I'm not saying KMBR needs to fix this, but if you're listening, KMBR, <laughs> Matt Leland, my good friend, please um, fix this. Uh, whenever you pause it, it would actually someone noted this on Twitter. It would restart the stream and you have to listen to the ad and then come back to the stream. That, that's what our friend that was not the happening. Mary yeah. Walton tweeted. That's what Mary. Yeah, well. Mary and so. And so I went to the website on the browser and tried to sync that up and it was just not happening because I just couldn't get it to pause. And then when you restarted it, it would give you an ad again. So finally, I just uh, said, it said, oh, well, you can use Alexa. So I'm like, okay, Alexa, play KMBR. And we got it going. Oh, sweet. And then, and then I I actually managed to to tweak the both. I had to, I, one got ahead of the other and then had to mess around. So I probably was like 10 minutes behind everyone else on the game <laughs> at some point. But I did actually get it synced up. And you want to know exactly when I got it synced up was Chris Bryant's home run. Oh, nice. That, that almost that pitch Perfect. or the pitch right before, right on, right on uh, the noise. So it was the crack of the bat. And then John Miller's call instead of, you know, uh, Ron Darling or whoever it was, best Gurgeon's call. Um, it was great. So that, that felt good. But yeah, I, I normally, I, the, earlier in the game, I was just too nervous, and I'm like, I'm not gonna try and see this crap <laughs> up. I feel fine. I'll listen to these idiots. And then, <laughs> and then Darling made a comment, or one of them made a comment, like that they, the double play happened, and and one of them said something like, "The Giants' defense has just been stellar all night, except for those two errors." <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, was, it, was, it was brilliant. I'm, okay, I'm off. I'm, I need I need my yeah, team. Yeah, my, yeah. It was, it was almost like they were trolling us. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we get to the ninth inning. Duvall comes in. He gets fly ball to medium center field, strikeout, pop up. He didn't. Uh, he, I, he doesn't have a facial expression, so it's not like I can tell if he's nervous or not. Yeah, he just goes. He's a big dude. He throws hard. He had at least a hundred on the gun. Yeah, and it was just like, oh, he he's just been here this whole time. 
I'm absolutely certain my heart was rate was going faster than his was, you know, even though there was, it was a four run lead, but still with, even with two outs, I'm thinking, you know, okay. You know, yeah. Everyone, d- 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 Garrett, don't text me that we're going on the air in like five minutes. <laughs> you don't know. Um, but yeah, no, he, he looked ice cold as always. Um, I did like the irony of the redheads facing each other, him and Justin Turner. Um, that was, that was pretty fun. Um, but, but yeah, that just and went through a, a tough part of the lineup that had been, you know, and like I said, Smith had been hitting the ball well all night. So, yeah. um, you know, got the first out and that's the most important thing in the ninth and, uh, and closed the door, uh, didn't give them any life at all. And that's the best, that's what you love. If you're a fan of the team that had Rod Beck, that had Rob, Rob Nen, Rob Nen, um, that's had Brian Wilson, just the guys that seem to like to load the bases or uh, Santiago, <laughs> Santiago Garcia. Jairo Garcia, that, um, they want they want to load the bases um, just before they get the three outs because they just love the drama. Yeah. I do not need that in my life anymore. So I'm really glad to see a guy who just like came out throwing 100 miles an hour on the paint. I'm like, okay, Jake. I mean, Jake McGee did that yep. enough this yep. this season, though. You exactly. know, he had a, he had a solid season. I, I just you know, get worried because the he... first couple months he was he. You look at the numbers, like the numbers don't lie. He was incredibly solid after the first couple months. I just get worried because he literally throws just one pitch, like just got a fastball. Like right. it, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you can tell you could you could definitely tell that they had not seen either Webb or Duvall enough. Um, the Dodgers because yeah. they were confused a lot by this to this stuff. Um, and we're not seeing it well. So again, I think great. Kudos to Kapler. I think he saw that and he saw that Webb um, had an opportunity there um, to go out and, and and be the perfect pitcher in the perfect time. So, so far, so good. You know, I, I mean, they could all go to hell from here, but at least <laughs> this game feels really good. Yeah. And I think uh, if we get to a game five, uh, Logan Webb would throw that game five. It would be at home. And I think it would be on next Thursday, maybe. Yes. If I have that correct. Thursday night. Correct. So, so, you know, he'll be back at home. And he'll be able to do the same thing. Who knows? Weather might be the same and, and everything. So I will feel uber confident just like I did going in, but even more so after tonight. I don't expect him to go out and throw seven, two thirds, 10 strikeouts, no walks, five hits, but, um, you know, or no runs. Uh, but, you know, I think I expect good things to come. All right. So let's quickly talk about tomorrow. So Kevin Gossman and the Dodgers did announce that uh, their. Did he win 20 games? He won 20. His last, he won his last whatever starts and got to 20. So good on him. So they're, uh, they're lefty. Uh, is it Urias or Urias? Urias. 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 I think the accent is on the U. So it's Urias. And, uh, and the Giants have beat him this year before, uh, but he's been, he's been tremendous. He, he's yes. been uh, um, uh, really, really solid for the Dodgers, you know, that they have essentially, you know, three. They, they unfortunately, well, I guess fortunately, because he's a dick. Trevor Bauer <laughs> yes. is not is is not available for them. Yes. They lost uh, their other young pitcher, the right uh, the redheaded right hander. I forget his name, uh, but they lost him to arm injury, and still, uh, and also Clayton Kershaw. So you know, those are three giant arms for them, and yet they still have such great starting pitching. Correct. Shows you the, the the riches that they do have. So you know the, he I, I I always thought Bueller's the, always the one that that scared me the most as a fan because I just thought man he just mows these guys down. So they beat him. Now they get Udius in 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 game two, who is is excellent as well. But we have proven that we've beaten him. On the flip side, the Dodgers have have beat Gossman around uh, a couple times this year as well. 
True, but um, I, like I said yesterday, Gossman's last couple starts were incredibly encouraging. He looked he looked like he really has a control on that splitter again, um, and that thing is so dominant. Um, that was really his pitch uh, early in the season when he was mowing fools down. So I'm feeling pretty good uh, about what we'll see from him. Um, but you're right that they, they've they're stacked at starting pitcher. They've they you know they've lost uh, Bauer uh, to being an idiot uh, and a, and a uh, misogynist, and they have lost. Uh, I'm, I'm forgetting the gentleman's name. Is it Gonsolin? Not Gonsolin, right? It's another no, the redhead. I'm forgetting uh, his name. I'll look it up. We'll see if we can find it before we go. Thank on you. But, but so they lost him as well. Um, and now they've lost Kershaw, but they also went out and got some guy named Max Scherzer. Um, at the trade deadline, I've never <laughs> yes. heard of him. Sounds like a total loser. And, and he'll throw game one and or the game three in LA. So and bring him on. We Be beat ready. him. We beat him when he was a tiger. I'm pretty sure we beat him when he was a uh. National, I don't know if that in the playoffs. Maybe did he start with the Diamondbacks? Uh, I want to say yes, um, but we've beaten him in the World Series, and we've beaten him, I think, uh, in the playoffs as well too with another team. So I'm, I'm, you know, bring it on. He's D- Dustin. He's a, May. he's a very good pitcher. He's a very good pitcher. Dustin May is the guy that we were forgetting. There you go. Thank you, Dustin May. Exactly. So so Mayday. Um, but injuries are a part of baseball. You know, Max Muncy's out, but so is Brandon Belt. The Giants only really thirty home run hitter. The, probably the best defender just almost on the field um, other than Brandon Crawford. Um, so everyone's missing pieces. Everyone's tired. Everyone's banged up. Uh, so don't want to hear any of that whining from either side at the end of the day. It sucks that guys, to me, it sucks that guys can't compete. Yeah. They can't go out there and totally. compete. But, but Urias, you know, he's, he's been very solid. I almost would say he should get some votes for Cy Young just because he has been really dominant. Um, and especially down the stretch for a team that's really good. Um, so we shall see. And lefties, you know, it's not so much this this team necessarily. Lefties traditionally have given Giants some fits, um, especially ones that aren't necessarily like flamethrowers. But uh, what the we shall see. And we're going to have to deal with this guy for quite a while. I think he's a Dodger. You know, that they raised him, so he'll be with them yes. for for a little while. So we'll have to we'll have to figure him out sooner or later. Why not tomorrow? I'm, uh, I'm with you. So. I think I'm trying to think of who's actually going to be a left-handed hitter in that lineup tomorrow outside of Brennan Crawford. Darren Ruff's probably going to play. Yep. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if, I mean, he, he could, um, is Slater I mean, on the line. Actually, Yastrzemski will, will also be in the lineup, hmm. but you know, you got Darren Ruff, uh, Lamont Wade will probably not be in the lineup. Um, Wilmer's probably going to play. They're probably going to have a the similar lineup as today, and probably take out Wade and put in Ruff, and take out Listella and put in Solano to get the the heavy, heavily right handed hitting team in there. Yeah, did um, f- help me out? Did Slater make the final postseason roster? By any yes, yes, yeah. So I mean, you might you could see Austin Slater out there in the outfield instead of a a Wade or some uh, another. Uh, Another left-handed bat, so or Yastrzemski even, uh, just to start right, and then they'll flip it up as soon as whatever happens happens, and a righty comes in, he'll just change the whole. will change the whole lineup out. I know, um, but you know, I think that. I, we, think I mean, we right. could see someone like Darren Ruff hit leadoff tomorrow. It could be something crazy like. Well, and I would have no, absolutely no problem with that. The man has been hotter than the, the flames of Hades um, yeah. lately, especially against lefty left-handed pitching. So absolutely, like come out there and if someone who can mash in the first spot, why not? You know. Um, cause it all, it, 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 becomes irrelevant after the first inning anyway, who's, you know, who's leading off, right? It's yeah, yeah. just where you're at in the road in the lineup. So, um, he's hot. So put the hot hand up top. More all right. Back. So, um, 
I want to say thanks to you for doing this these last two shows sure man filling Absolutely. in for us for 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 brad he's in uh he, he's still at disneyland he makes the long drive home tomorrow morning so he will he should be on his couch by game time with his adult beverage ready to go and he i know he's fired up to 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 get in, in, back on this show but um I, I want to say thank you for being so available you know, this is a live stream. You know, you, you probably haven't seen your wife uh, all night, and and I I, th- I want to thank her too for let you know for being okay with you doing this. Um, this is a lot of fun. You and I, you know, w- when things get a little bit better, I'm sure we'll we'll be able to hang out and see each other at the ballpark again. Naturally. But uh, thanks to Peter. Thanks to everybody who who was checking us out live. Thanks to those who are listening on audio or even watching on the replay. We'll be back Saturday after the game. So Saturday start is a half an hour early than 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 tonight. So the game will start at six oh seven on the West Coast, and so this our our live show should be a little bit earlier, unless the game goes into extra innings or something, and and it won't be. But uh, anyways, for Peter, I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out.